All right, what's up, everybody? Luke Thomas here. Hope you're doing well. It's the Monday Morning Analyst for October 3rd, 2016. Thank you so much for watching. Everyone's like, Luke, why are you wearing a Washington Nationals hat? I thought you didn't like baseball. I don't like baseball, but um, I do like the hat. And uh, they made the playoffs, and I felt like wearing it. So if you don't like it, I'm... It's certainly a free country. Okay, but with that being said, uh, there is just basically one event to talk to. I don't want to belabor the point, especially since the main event that we're going to cover went five rounds. But uh, real quickly on the regional scene, um, should be noted, there were, I think, uh, Tom Nianamaki beat Jonathan Brookins at the Euro FC card, and then uh, check out the uppercut of death that uh, Husmar Palharis took at the KSW show. Uh, that's also uh, of note to um, pay attention to. But the card we're going to take a look at in terms of breaking down just a little bit, UFC Fight Night 96, I believe. Yes? Yes, this was the one that took place. Uh, it was UFC Fight Night Lineker versus Dodson. Uh, this took place at the Moda Center in Portland, Oregon. A terrible crowd. Whoa, they just booed everything. Uh, attendance, 6240 for a total gate of $501,035. Not a huge commercial success necessarily uh we'll see what the ratings actually turn out to be all right in the main event john lineker defeated john dodson via split decision 47 48 48 47 48 47 we're going to take a look at this in the second segment here's what i would say about it um th this is just another one of those eternal debates about who's winning a fight and why i believe that if you review the evidence and you look at how scoring criteria is actually applied that dodson is the rightful winner however i want to make a point there have been a lot of people who say, if you really know something about striking, then you know that Dodson won this fight. Only people who really understand striking can say that. I'd like to believe that, but it's just not true. For example, I can tell you a number of pro fighters I saw celebrating the fact that Dodson lost. Not least of which, he wasn't celebrating, but at least thought that Dodson running made him not deserve to win. I think Nick Diaz was in the department, but I saw many other fighters tweeting about that as well. Um, so look, there's just something you have to accept. There are just people out there who, you know, whether or not you want to make an argument about how the scoring criteria should be applied, whether you agree with it or not, they don't view that kind of thing as the necessary ingredient to win a fight. And it needs to be acknowledged. And it's got, it's not, it's not directly correlated necessarily with one way or the other with expertise. Uh, it might be generally, I don't know, there's not, there's no real data, but I just want to make a point that there are credentialed, experienced um, competitors who don't like it in terms of what this, that way of fighting means and don't think fighters who use it should be rewarded. And that's just a fact. Um, whether we want to be happy or sad about that, it's that's just the reality of things. So a diversity of opinions about this. I just believe that let's put your bias aside. Let's put mine aside. Let's look at the way in which scoring criteria actually works. I believe under that consideration, which should be the only one that matters, but I get that people have their own um, their own views about things. But under that limited perspective, I would argue that Dodson should be the rightful winner. We'll take a look at that. Why? I think one guy was the bull, one guy was the matador. The only difference is in bullfighting, the bull dies at the end. In this one, it was a split decision, but um, they don't have quite the same level of finality. But nevertheless, I still believe there's enough evidence to suggest that. But... You can judge for yourself, and we'll take a look at that in the second segment. Uh, Alex Oliveira defeating Will Brooks via KO punches. 3.30 of the third round. At some point in the first round, it appeared Will Brooks had injured a rib, and it severely limited his mobility. He still came out and took that second round, in my opinion. Um, okay, so what is everyone mad about? Oh, by the way, just a brutal fight in the clinch. Guys just underhooking each other to death. It's an exhausting, horrible way to fight. Um 
Okay, so everyone's mad about the crotch chop in this thing. And certainly, if I had students, or if I was a student of someone, it would never occur to me to do something like that. It is, people are like, it's classless. Okay, it is. I'm not sure I understand where the hostility comes from. I can understand why Will Brooks would get up and throw his mouthpiece and be upset about it. Not mad about that either. But we have to ask ourselves, like, what level of unprofessionalism are we tolerating here? Right? Because we, in this sport, and all of us are guilty of it, we celebrate a lot of people who say things that um, we don't, we find to be disparaging and insulting and humiliating, and we cheer them on for it. Now, you could say, well, this is different. This happened in the course of competition, but what did he do? He just gestured to him. He didn't punch him after the referee separated him. He didn't break any actual rules. He just kind of did something that we all thought was tasteless, and it was tasteless. But I guess I'm wondering is, why is that version of tastelessness somehow categorically more offensive than all the other versions of tastelessness that we just readily accept? Because one's verbal and a little bit of wink-wink, nudge-nudge. I don't know. I don't really buy that argument. I think if you want to say this is a sport where we shouldn't police even ugly behavior, now as long as it doesn't involve physical violence, this seems to fall within it. I'm with you if you didn't like it. I didn't like it. I like Will Brooks. I think he deserves better than that. But at the same time, if we're going to just say this is a sport where unprofessionalism has a place, unprofessionalism has a place. Uh, Zach Otto defeating Joshua Berkman. This one was interesting. Split decision 29-28, 28-29, 29-28. The tape on Zach Otto was that he was a really good offensive grappler on top. He liked to put fights there. And then if you looked at his striking, it had come a, come a long way. Wow, it had come a long way. Really impressed by his improvements. Shocked, even. The ability to switch stance so fluidly gave Berkman all kinds of problems. I thought this fight was going to be much more Berkman fighting off the takedown than winning on a clinch break with some big shot. Just wasn't what it was. Berkman couldn't keep up with the diversity and the smoothness of auto striking. And a great UFC showing for him. Boy, how about this one? Brandon Moreno defeating Luis, excuse me, Luis Smolka. One, uh, 223 of the first round guillotine choke. Oh, man, what a mistake by Smolka. Smolka is so used to giving up position and getting into these scrambles that he just has this infinite uh, belief in his ability to to get out of these kinds of things, and it really cost him. So eventually what happened was um, he goes essentially for a single leg, uh, or maybe it was a high crotch, I can't remember exactly, but he can't quite get it, uh, or he gets it mostly, but what winds up happening is once it goes to the ground, Moreno was already in position for a Marcelo team. A Marcelo team is obviously Marcelo Garcia's sort of patented way of finishing, one leg over the body so they can't jump across, and then the other one, the other knee can just go inside. Um, that's all that it really is. And uh, so you just block the hip on one side, block the body on the other, and then you just roll into the guillotine. And he then turned him to mount, and uh, what you see is Smolka is able to push on the hips, get his legs free, and get back to a standing position. And then what did uh, Moreno do? Went high elbow guillotine on him, old Gary Tonin style. And, uh, and that was all she wrote. I think Smolka should not get away from the things he does well in terms of being this really interesting grappler who gets into positions backwards and and has a lot of ability on the mat in terms of winning scrambles. Obviously, that's what brought him to this position, but there probably is a need for some caution about protecting his neck a little bit more. Uh, move to the, I'm not going to do these a whole lot. Um, in the preliminary card in Fox Sports 2, Luis Henrique De Silva defeated Joaquin Christensen via armbar. De Silva has had a, a couple of nice fights in the UFC. Been very, very impressed by him. He won at 4-43 of the second round. Uh, Andre Feely defeating Hakran Diaz. Hakran Diaz at one time was a smother machine. 
And I really believe that that is coming to an end. A nice rebound performance, by the way, from Andre Feely. Uh, you know, obviously a couple things you could have done better, but generally speaking, I thought that his takedown defense was on point and just was the just was the more proactive fighter where it mattered. Shamil Abdurakimov defeating Walt Harris. Walt Harris is at a tough run in the UFC. Was in there, got cut, brought back, beat Cody East. I believe that's right. And But just still can't quite right the ship. Loses split decision, 28, 29, 29, 28, 29, 28. Uh, same scores. No, excuse me. Feely won by unanimous decision. 29-28 across the board. Elizio Zaleski dos Santos defeating Kaito Nakamura. Unanimous decision. 29-28 across the board. Moves us to the prelim portion on Fight Pass. Nate Marquardt. How about him faking out Tandon McCrory. Beating him in the second round. 444. Every time I'm ready to bury Nate Marquardt, he comes back and he has a really nice performance. I thought Tandon McCrory... After going back to MMA and through Bellator and then the UFC, beating Josh Saman had really showed that he was at the next level of his skills, and I think that he is. But goddamn, if Nate Marquardt doesn't have some veteran tricks, if you give him space at distance, he's still he's a little more gun-shy than he used to be, but he's still got enough tricks in the bag combined with a willingness to still throw that showed up in this one, uh, absolutely flattening Tamdan McCrory. Really incredible shot that he did this with. Uh, Ion Kutaleva, Kutalaba, excuse me, defeated Jonathan Wilson, 30-27 across the board. Wilson, another guy who's had two decent outings, but losing them both in the UFC. He's got great boxing, but he didn't really turn it on to the third round, and uh, by then it was too little too late. Curtis Blades rebounded after losing to Francois Ngannou, defeating Cody East. Now, you saw some of those elbows blow up the head of Cody East after the fact. There was some, sh- no, I won't call them shady, but improper placement of them, um, which I guess, you know, is referee's position or a job to to recognize. But be that as it may, Cody East, you know, he came off promotion from um, all the digital efforts to get his, you know, career launched in the UFC and uh, has not quite gone to plan. He loses at 202 in the second round. And then uh, Ketlin Vieira defeating Kelly Fastholt, split decision 28, 29, 29, 28, 29, 28. Fastholt's had a couple of tough fights in the UFC. I just think she's a little bit technically and to some extent physically outmatched. Uh, your fight of the night, there was none. Should have gone to the main event, but I guess Lineker is unable to get those because of his weight lo- issues. Performance of the night went to Brandon Moreno, Larice Henrique da Silva, Nate Marquardt, and Curtis Blades. Obviously, I don't think Blades deserved it over Lineker or Dodson, but. Them's the breaks. Okay. Uh, let's do this. Let's take a look at Lineker versus Dodson. I'll show you what each guy's each guy did. I think you'll be, see some surprising things about Lineker, and I think you'll see some pretty interesting things about John Dodson. But in my opinion, I feel like the evidence kind of proves that Dodson won, but everyone's got their own opinion, and I don't think it's necessarily correlated to expertise. It's not true that people who see fighters run are and don't like it are uh, rubes. I... It's just not the case. So uh, let's see. Let's, let's see what the footage shows us. Let's see what the what the slides show us. And let's make some determinations about it. All right, John Lineker versus John Dotson. Let's take a look at this fight and see what we can pick up, and maybe you can help us figure out who won. Again, as I mentioned before, in reviewing the fight, now watching it first, I was like, "Ooh, it's close. Maybe one, two, five, Dotson, three, four, Lineker." I certainly don't think that that's a bad scorecard if you scored it for Lineker. I'm not necessarily going to argue with you too much, but I just think, and I believe that the evidence will show this, that in review, it's this is a hard fight to call against John Dodson. Now, I know a lot of you are going to have some issues 
with the way in which Dotson did a bit of a stick-and-move kind of game plan. I get it. We'll talk about it as the round goes through. I would just ask you to at least consider the idea that that stick-and-move, while it doesn't necessarily appear visually all that uh, interesting to you or all that compelling as offensive action, um, it is. It is just those things. So let's take a look at the, the slides here. And again, these are not comprehensive, so if you have a problem with it, I can understand that too. But I think they're comprehensive enough to get the gist. And, and looking at this fight, I'm trying to figure out, you know, what did both guys do? But really, the guy with the bigger task is John Dodson. Why? Because John Lineker is going to move forward. Now, he has a lot to do in terms of corralling John Dodson. But John Dodson's the one that has to move more. I guarantee if you looked at who moved the most, the guy who's more on the outside track here is John Dodson. He's going to be you know, making these much larger laps. So he had to cover more distance. That's, that's more exhausting. I think he only had two of those takedown attempts because he wanted to save himself in the wrestling department. I was there live. When John Dodson, uh, John Dodson fought Pat Runez, and he was out to a major commanding lead in those first two, two and a half rounds, and then he just kind of collapsed, and that was a lot of striking too, but uh, it was a little bit more wrestling as well, and, and in this fight, I thought he did a much better job preserving himself, now that was also a flyweight bout, but preserving himself over the course of um, five rounds, and I don't think it's coincidental that there was very, very little wrestling involved as a consequence, especially takedowns didn't come till much later, and then that one back take was in the fifth. But okay, let's take a look at what John Dodson did to, well, lose this fight, but I think in the judgment of many, um, probably should have gotten the nod. So here we go. Let's see what we can see. All right, so first of all, Dodson is southpaw. Uh, Lineker is orthodox. Now, he does switch a couple of times, and the first time I watched this fight, I was like, why is he switching stances? To me, it was because I think he was trying to corral and, and make Dodson move one direction or another because he kept escaping to the weak side here, the jab side, every time Dodson's back was against the fence. I think when he switched, he thought he could do more with that left hook, catch him if he doubled up on it. So he does do that a little bit, but there's not a whole lot of switching stances. The majority of this bout is Dodson and Southpaw, and then you have Lineker here in Orthodox. All right, so let's see what happens. So you can see who's got the outside foot positioning early. Now they're far apart, but it's going to be Dodson. So let's see what we can figure out based on his movement here. So he's moving to his left. He's still got mm, somewhat outside position, but you can see he's try trying to create a lane here or maybe a lane for this one. Let's figure that out. So what does he do? He actually is going to fake like he's going right to get that extended, and then he's going to move left. Now, what you call Lineker reacts to this, but as you can see, even with that big wide hook, he's too far away. Dodson knows he's got him dead to rights, but he actually does not fire her. He pulls this back, but you can see if he had wanted to, he would have been able to land here nice and clean. So the lesson here, first of all, the first thing we want to pay attention to is a lot of this, both as a way to set up offense and as a way to evade pressure, Dodson was using lots of different angles based off of feints and fakes. Lots of that. Now, that sounds pretty obvious, but when you see it in real time, it becomes something a little bit more than, than just that kind of description. Doesn't land here, but this is setting things up. All right. And you can see um, Lineker realizes, oop, got a little bit lucky with that one. Okay, so here is one thing you're going to see Dodson do over and over and over. I mean, it's central to literally everything he did, both offensively and defensively. This. Um, I believe uh, Jack Slack did an article where he called it hand trapping. To me, I'm not here to in any way challenge that, but I would just call it a down parry. 
you know, there's all different kinds of parries, side parries, down parries. Um, to me, it looks like a down parry. What you notice from Lineker is he just has a real rhythmic style of offense, right? He leans forward on the front foot, kind of throws out the jab. Not hard, but just kind of extends it. Leans back on the back foot, retracts it. Leans front on the front foot, extends it, and so forth. So he's got this one, two, one, two, one, two. Dotson knows this, and he's going to use this hand trap both to keep this down to create a lane if he wants to double up on the right-hand side, if he wants to do this to then slap it down and then evade, if he wants to do this to slap it down and come with a left, or whatever. It's just critical to everything, both in measuring his own distance, both in giving him offensive options, in terms of limiting some of the things that um, Lineker's going to do, in terms of gauging his own timing. It's just central to everything. That down parry from the right side is just you'll see it so much that you'll see that, that that was really what they counted on. Because what you notice from Lineker is he doesn't really jab. As I mentioned before, he kind of extends the arm, but you're going to see this in later slides. When you look at a boxer, how do they hold their elbows? They basically hold their elbows in tight. Now they're loose, but they're controlled, and they're kind of on top of their ribs. That's kind of where your arms are. Now, in MMA, you can't really afford to do that because there's so many different ways you have to use your arms, both to defend takedowns or be in the clinch or, or whatever you have to do. You don't get that kind of luxury. But at the same time, there is still mechanically an advantage to having that kind of piston-chambered punch on your jab. And what you're going to see from Lineker is, when he does this kind of thing, he just raises his elbow first and then extends the fist out, almost like a back fist. Now, you could do that even in boxing as a way to get a guy to move a certain direction. And we mentioned before, Lineker does a lot of, not a lot, but some stance switching to, I think, achieve those ends. But it also makes him, it just telegraphs all of his movement. And you see over and over, Dotson's going to take advantage of it. So here we go. He's going to time that down parry, and he's going to kick to the body. Now, it doesn't necessarily achieve the full weight of the force, but he's going to the body early, which of course can pay dividends if you can slow Lineker down, um, and it just creates a bunch of different looks in terms of how he's going to go in terms of attacking that left side, right? Down parry, left front kick, but you'll see from that down parry, there's a million other attacks that that uh, Dodson's going to launch, all right? We keep going, and then, they back, and then he always backs up. By the way, it's you're going to notice this with Dodson. He gets this look where it looks like he's about to like run off of a block at an Olympic track meet. He does this so quickly that the photos are very much misleading in this regard, and I apologize for that, but there's no way around it. He's able to switch his stance and his base and the way in which his feet are positioned in the blink of an eye. So here it looks like he's kind of telegraphed, and it's not. It's, it's him very much reacting super quickly in real time. All right, let's see what happens here. They're kind of facing off. So Dodson kind of inches closer, and you see who's upright here is Lineker. He kind of fakes. You see him kind of lean in right here. You got look him look back. He's kind of upright here. He's going to drop his shoulder and lean his head in a little bit, like he's extending out. That gets Lineker to back up, but back up totally upright. Look how upright his position is and how wide his base is. So Dodson reads that. They come back in. He down parries. He knows he's going to be straight up. What's he going to do? Bang. Kick up the middle. Now, he's a little close, though. That's the problem. And Lineker's going to try and crack him. I want to make a point here. See this sort of, like, shell Dotson makes? Rampage was famous for this, but more so in the clinch. Um, not like um, tie clinch, but, like, if they were super tight, 
Lee put together and there was a clinch break, he was really good about putting the hands up like this. Dotson does an incredible job at doing this. There's a lot of times that some of the hooks of Lineker will sneak past and partially land. But I got to be honest, there are not a lot of times where Lineker just lands clean except to the body. But in terms of hunting the head, not all that great of a job in terms of getting around the defense of John Dodson. Let's keep going. So here's Lineker. Look at how he raises the elbow. And he almost like tomahawk chops the fist out. Dotson, open palm, reading it. Now he crosses his feet here. I don't know what to say about it. If he can get away with it, then he can get away with it. But there you go. So what does he do? Reaches out. They're not touching gloves here. This is Dodson timing everything. Okay, and their feet are kind of equal, but let's see where he wants to go. So, here we are. Lineker times it, decides he, he he's going to cut off the angle here. So he's going to charge in and get that left hook as he occupies sort of that right-handed space. Dodson sees it coming and kind of blocks it and tries to get out of the way. Trying to, tries to duck under it and it partially lands here. And then is going to scoot out on that weak side like this. But he's going to crack a left hand first and then exit out. We're going to see the, a lot of this. Let's review this one more time. He sees it coming. Tries to block it and duck under it and roll. Throw a left hook in response. This one also only partially lands. Turn and face or double up on the left and then exit the clinch. Not the best example necessarily, but I wanted to make sure I included it. Getting out and turning, creating an angle. We went over this with Demetrius Johnson and Henry Cejudo, where Cejudo's hips would be facing one way, not in a position to attack. No, he's in a position to attack here, obviously. But what Dotson wants to do is take that away. He either wants to get right up inside and tight, we'll get to that in a minute, or he wants to let this one go, then get his hips to face Lineker's hips, where he can push off, he can land his own counter shots, or he can just keep on circling out of the way. But he wants to get perpendicular with him in a lot of these exchanges. He's not merely trying to just get out. He's trying to circle in and at the same time avoid while being able to counterattack if possible. Bang, bang, move. All right, here we go. They're smiling now. I'm not sure exactly what happened before this. Slight outside foot position, but look how he's on the back heel here. All right, They're not touching gloves here. This is not like them being like bros. This is just Dotson. This is a different slide. It keeps going. It keeps going. You can see how Dotson is just measuring everything here. Now, to an extent, Lineker is too. Look who's high and tight. Look who's nice and low. Dotson shuffles back one more time when Lineker tries to jab out. You can see he sets his position. Now, this looks like he's telegraphing it, but I'm telling you in real time, it is lightning quick. Okay? Comes back out, decides he doesn't want to engage. Touches gloves again to remeasure distance. Now this time, as they go to remeasure again, here comes that down parry. Let's see what he's going to do. Boom, head kick. Remember, previously, he would down parry, and where would he go? To the body. You can see, hands are low generally on Lineker, but you can see he kind of expects that, not merely because that elbow is down, but because he leans into it. He leans into it, trying to crunch his body to create a defensive shell, and he gets cracked up top. So automatically what you see is a lot of attacks coming from that strong side from Dotson when he wants to. He's doing it with the down parry to set up distance and timing because you got a real rhythmic fighter in John Lineker. And John Lineker was also doing a little bit of posing here, right? If you're just touching hands, look how often they touch hands. If you're just touching hands, your feet aren't moving a whole lot, right? A little bit, but not a whole lot. That gives Dotson all the space he needs, and Dotson is not behind the two black lines. That's another key component we'll talk about in the next round or two. 
It just gives Dotson all the time he needs to slide back in space, come back out, remeasure, slide back again just a second, down parry, bang, up comes the head kick. So he's doing a lot of diverse attacks from that left side, just getting his timing down, getting his distancing down. Lineker was doing a good job of taking center, but it's not until the later rounds where he really begins to push back Dotson, which causes Dotson to do a little bit more in terms of evasion. All right? Cracks him, and you can see up he uprights his head. He hits him so hard. Now, Lineker catches it. Dude, is Lineker's chin the most unreal thing you've ever seen? You know, he was throwing hooks from the waist. Yeah. Dude, if you had Lineker's chin, wouldn't you throw hooks from the waist? <laughs> they have huge power, and if someone catches you dead to rights, it doesn't even matter. Shocking. It's shocking his ability to take a shot. All right. I believe this is the end of the first round. Now you can see Dotson's behind the two black lines. We talked about it before. When someone gets pushed up against the wall, what happens a lot to their posture? They go upright. So what do you see Lineker doing? Tries to He's going to try and set up a lane here for this right hand, but he knows Dotson wants to go this way. Let's see what happens. Do okay, Lineker extends the arm, but it's not really a jab. Where do you see on top? You see Dotson with the down parry. Let's see what Dotson does. He blocks because he knows that that body shot's coming. It partially lands here. He's got this hand up, waiting for that spring-coiled left hook blocked. Again, gets around it a little bit, but not a clean shot. Dotson tries to fire his own, and then he tries to exit out. All right, here we go, round two. Now, we saw what happened at the end of round one. John Dotson cracks him with a head kick. Let's see how things start off on round two. All right, so here's... Lineker looking like he is so he's going to thrust his right hip kind of like to get Dotson to bite on a feint or a fake and Dotson doesn't really do it but he decides he is going to do this cuz he can see that he's going to see he's seeing that Lineker is moving forward he shifts back in the pocket right and we talked about the down parry here it comes down parry and where is that what's what is he going to throw boom body kick right up the gut lands real nice Okay, and you can see Lineker's hands a little bit higher here because he knows he got cracked with that head kick last time. Although being able to eat it is just kind of shocking. But it's a nice little adjustment from John Dodson. All right, here we go. Now you can see things are going to be a little bit different. When you are when when John Dodson is kind of straddling the black lines, he's got so much space. Okay, but he is not doing that this time. He's now clearly behind it, almost up against the fence. Let's see what Lineker is going to do. Lineker tries to measure him a little bit you can see Dotson getting ready for that down parry okay does it slaps it out of the way steps out at an angle and then slides away the hook misses want to make one point about this down parry when he makes this down parry it's not merely that he's slapping the hand down he's slapping the hand down and moving slapping the hand down and in motion now different kinds of motion depending on what he wants to do but the key to the down parry is I'm not just merely pushing it down. I'm pushing it down and moving forward. I'm pushing it down and doing something with it. All right. They're posed off again. Let's see what happens. Dotson now, though, behind the black line. So his movement's going to have to be quick and evasive. Let's see what they do. Lineker, look at how he raises his elbow here. It's not, it's not chambered. It's not out. It's out and around. Watch this. He chops it. See that? People made fun of Benson Henderson for doing that, and I'm not saying that they didn't have a right to do that necessarily, but there's a reason why guys do this. If they're chopping you like this, they could be trying to get you to go a certain way. Oh, I want to chop you out, and the jab I know is not going to land, but maybe you move into my power hand. That could be what he's doing. Let's see. So you can see he tries to fire. Dotson realizes it's coming, but also it doesn't really... 
he, he kind of pulls this punch. Why? Because he's now making his own adjustments, John Lineker. He's going to fire a double right hook. That also doesn't land, but he's going to fire a third one, and that third one lands. So what you see from John Lineker is he realizes if I just throw one hook and I'm not the right distance, if I double or triple up on it, I can then cover that distance, especially when we're behind the two black lines. You know, John Lineker doesn't get a lot of credit for being a technical striker. He gets a lot of credit for being a heavy-handed puncher who throws big, hard shots and will walk you down. And I think that's fair. It's not fair to say he also doesn't make some kinds of adjustments to what he's doing. As many as Dodson? No. But this is a nice shot that he lands by tripling up on that right hook. Very, very smart. All right? Here's another one. Now, this is where um, he's fighting in southpaw. Okay? Lineker is. And he's trying to prevent, I think, the exit of Dodson to that side. But he throws... I think the incorrect punch to do that because what it allows is Dotson to slip outside, throw his own, connect with his own left as he, or at least throw it to get Dodds or to Lineker to respect it, and then he essentially just walks away. So this to me was a, tr a strategic mistake. I think he was doing this because he wanted to close off certain avenues, and I think all he wound up doing was just creating different ones. By the way, even when Dotson is fighting Lineker and when Lineker's in a southpaw position, he's still trying to extend the hand to down parry. Keep that in mind. All right, so they escape. All right, and then he starts to dance here, and Big John McCarthy makes him come back. All right, here we go. Up against the fence. Lineker doing a much better job of corralling Dotson. Let's see where this goes. Okay, he extends. Dotson, down parry. Now, this time, instead of going upstairs, which was getting blocked a lot, he goes to the body. He pays for it with, with Dotson's own left, but I still feel like if you got the kind of chin that John Lineker does, that's a reasonable adjustment. And then he goes upstairs. So this was great. So before, three right hooks to the head. Now he, excuse me, he extends, goes right upstairs to the body. Dotson extends to counter, doesn't retract. Bang. Nice shot from John Lineker. He may only have one punch, a hook from either side, but he's got a lot of versatility with those hooks. So we keep going. They're staring off. There we go. You see him touching every single time. Let's see what happens. Another time. Now, this time, you can see Dotson's not quite downpairing it, more like accepting it. Now, this time, what he does is, watch. Here, they're just touching. Okay? What he does, slides back a little bit. Now, he's a little bit further back. And when then he, when Lineker retracts it, he jumps in. Look how far inside of the punch he is. And who's got the dominant angle outside. What does he throw? A left hook. Lineker reads it. He gets his own down parry. And then he gets inside, John Dodson does, and pushes him back, tries to counter with his own left. Dot, uh, Lineker misses two, and now Lineker backs up. Why is this important? You may say, well, nothing happened here. No one really landed. I disagree. Here's why. Number one, a la Holly Holm and Ronda Rousey, he's taking the outside angle. That's big. But this is the other one. What do a lot of guys do when they fight John Lineker? Like Rob Font. They try to wrestle him. Okay, yes, that's true. But they're always circling on the outside. And they're getting backed up. And what you're seeing Dotson do is, Dotson is one, faster than Lineker. So he's able to make a lot of split-second decisions that a lot of other guys can't. But that's not what I want to point out. What I want to point out is, what Dotson does a lot is, if I'm going to land a punch, I'm not going to land maybe one and then look for the exit, or one and stay in the pocket. He collapses the pocket. You see this throughout the fight. He charges in. 
being the proactive guy, starting the combination, starting the attack, getting off first, and then just rushes inside. So look, Lineker's reacting, and he might sneak a punch or two through, no doubt about it. Lineker's going to get his one way or the other. But you see Dodson pushing and literally pushing him off to the point where now Lineker's reacting and then he's so far away. That is super smart from John Dodson. I'm going to get off first. I'm going to land first. I'm going to collapse the pocket rather than trying to retract away where you've seen Lineker go triple hooks on the right, double hooks on the right, body head. One thing that Dodson is either planned this or reacted to it is I'm going to just take away the pocket space so that I can control the pocket. If I'm the one collapsing it and pushing you away, chances are I'm going to get the better of it. And I think in general, you'll find that's true. They keep going. Here's a little bit of a side pair he does from the left. What's he going to do now? Threatens to cork, uncork a right. Decides to come back. Who's got the outside angle? Sits back. Decides to down parry. Now what's he going to throw? Up the gut again. Going right back to it. So he decided to go one way with an attack. Maybe I was going to uncork a left here. Decides, eh, maybe I'll uncork a right. No. We'll see what happens. Come back, tap it, reset, reset, bang. He's using that down parry and the timing of it as Lineker extends to set up everything. Nicely done. Lineker tries to throw a left hook as he can't, as he as he as uh, Dotson exits, catches him just a little bit, but not too too clean. This is more like on the top of the forehead where you might hit a soccer ball. All right, here's another one. Look at Dotson. Down Perry all the time. Who's got the outside angle? John Dodson. Okay. Here's where you see it again. Down Perry. Who's got the outside angle? Let's see what happens. Boom. Cracks him with the left. Look at where the right hand is. This is the right hand of Lineker. John Dodson fires a left before he can do anything. Look at the outside space here. The only difference is, and why this doesn't work as well as it could on someone else. Remember, Dodson is known as a heavy puncher. It's just because Lineker's chin can just help him take it. Lineker tries to wrap it around, tries to get a left hook as Dotson. Look at him creating that angle we were talking about. Whose hips are facing away? Whose hips are facing their opponent? It's Dotson. Dotson can launch a takedown here if he wanted to. At a minimum, the kind of punch that Lineker wants to get off, he might land it. It's just not nearly going to have that much authority. It just doesn't have enough time and space to travel the way that it needs to. It's being jammed, essentially. And that's what... Dotson was doing previously. He's just going to collapse the pocket and jam old John Lineker. Let's keep going. And fires a left hook as they exit. And it comes inside with his own right. Oh, this was a wild exchange. Excuse me. This is a different one. So he's going to lean with what left hand here. He's going to remember, he's going to charge in, right? He's going to fire his own. They kind of both land here. He's going to keep pushing. Look at him pushing through the pocket. Look how all of Lineker's punches are going past John Dodson. Now, Dodson's not necessarily landing but or as much as he would like to. Neither guy is. But he's at least not doing all the things where Lineker can react to him. Look who's in motion. Look who's flat. And now he does get cracked here with the left because this is a perilous way to fight in terms of the exiting the space. But just want to point out here, I think it's a decent strategy Lineker's going to get his one way or the other, but um, interesting to know how Dotson planned to attack him. All right, and then because he landed that shot, Lineker does this because he's a maniac, which was great. All right, still in round two. Facing off behind the two black lines. Let's see what happens. Look at that. Another down parry, or at least setting it up anyway. Okay, does it again. Does it again. 
does it again, only this time, you can see he's a little bit past the hand, and he's got this leg back, so he's not exactly looking for that outside angle, or maybe he is, maybe this is going to come up, let's see what happens, fires a Superman punch, now, to Lineker's credit, he's quick and he reads it, but he's able to get out, and while he does, does a bit of an old dirty boxing inside, or inside control here is by Lineker, but it's a nice shot on the inside of his shoulder anyway, and then he exits and throws one more on the way out. Lineker can't reach him. Okay, here we are. A round's almost over. Lineker's going to throw a big wide hook to the body, eyes downfield. Okay? It kind of goes past him, connects a little bit, but you can see there's a blocking there on the right arm of John Dodson. He uses that to then create an angle and step around and push off and get away. So it's a decent attempt to end the round by John Lineker. I just want to point out, as soon as he does this, He's going to step out and around. Look. Bang. Takes that. Look, look at the right foot of Dotson here. And then here. Now, Lineker tries to crack him. Skate, it barely touches him. So, better round for John Lineker, but I still think it's a pretty decent round for old John Dotson. But, again, opinions will vary. Let's take a look at round three. All right, here we are, round three. Look at Dotson up against the fence behind the two black lines. As you can tell, first round, Lineker was not that great about doing this. In this round, he's really, really good about doing this and most of the rest of the fight, to be honest. But people are wondering, oh, if I'm backing him up and I'm the one who's pushing the guy behind the two black lines, that must count for the judges. Let me make a point here. This is important for Lineker because of what it does to John Dotson in terms of how it changes some of the choices he can make with his offense. But it doesn't count necessarily. Here's what I mean. If I shoot a takedown on you and you stuff it, I don't get points and neither do you. It's stalemated, right? Um, now, you may get points in the end if we are basically equal in every other term because you were the one launching offense. But my point is, if I stuff the takedown, I don't get rewarded for it. Defense is its own reward. In this particular case, you don't get points for backing him up unless all other things are equal. Because this is its own reward. You change the way this guy can make choices about his offense, but this in and of itself does not count unless the damage and everything else is identical. It doesn't come first when judging in criteria. You might think it should. Frankly, I wouldn't even blame you, but that's not the way it works. All right, so what does he do? Kind of lowers the stance here. Probing with that right. Changing stance. So I think he's trying to get him to go a certain way. Let's see what happens. He is. Both guys kind of extend. You can see Dotson still with that down parry, but it's kind of retracted here because he has switched stances. And now he sees, ah, I want to catch him coming out this angle with my left hand. Look at him leaping into it, but he just can't. So in other words, I think this is a decent strategy to switch stances, to close off this space and see if you can catch him with your left hook. But the problem is Dotson can just read his timing and get out of the way. It's just hard for Lineker. All right, here we go. Back to his... Let's see if we can take a look at this. Down parry. Tries to stop the left hook. Tries to fight this mad scramble. Boom. Almost lands. Nice shot from both guys. Kinda. <laughs> look at this. A left hook from Dotson sneaks through. Now watch Dotson collapse the pocket. Jam him. Head inside. Avoiding big shots. Pushing through. Now, one sneaks through for both those guys. But look at Dotson marching forward. And you can see it's constantly, for the most part, now not there, but a lot of it is disrupting what John Lineker wants to do. It's a decent strategy.
It's a really decent strategy as he kind of backs away here and lands his own nice shot on the exit. First of all, here's why I'm showing you that. That's a crazy exchange, and I also think it's sort of important to note the jamming strategy of John Lineker. All right, we keep going. Here we are. You can see what's happening. Another down parry. Boom. Lands a nice left hook. Didn't come with the left high kick. Didn't come left up the gut. Didn't come double right hooks. Uh, just came with a nice left. Blocks as Lineker tries to exit. Or, excuse me, as Dotson tries to exit. He's got a hand up knowing it's coming. And you can see even if this punch landed, it wouldn't have full force. And then he lands his own left and pushes away. Look at that. Nice. All right, here we go. Behind the two black lines, Lineker sets it up. Look at how his elbow flares up. It's a weird, weird extending jab. Head kick comes. Why? Hasn't thrown it in a while. Look at this. It's down, and he thinks it's going to come up the gut as he down parries here. Instead, he brings it right up again. Dude, he hit this dude with two flush head kicks, and it did nothing. That is a scary, scary little man. All right, whiffs on a big right hook here. Tries to double up on that right hook, which we saw previously. Dotson kind of leans back, lands his own left, which kind of stops the punch. I don't think Dotson's left landed that clean, but you can see how he's getting in the way of it. Blocks the right because now he's too close. This one snuck through a double right hand, but Dotson is able to sort of stand his ground, fire a left, and then exit before that other right hand can come through. All right, here we go. Lineker trying to close him off here. Look how the elbow raises. You can see he's obviously going to want for that right hand. Dotson knows it too. Gets out of the way of it. Tries to go for... Oh, excuse me. I, I, let me, I got that one wrong. Uh, I took a bad picture of it. He misses on this one and then doubles up on it. And that one actually knocks him back. Actually, you know what? Let me go back. I effed this up. He knows the right hand is coming. But you can see at the back of his feet he's leaping into it. This one catches Dotson. This is actually after the punch. Pardon me. And actually knocks Dotson off of his feet a little bit. Or at least, you know, hurts him. So, third round, if you want to give it to Lineker, I can understand why. Okay, let's take a look at round four. All right, here we are, round four. Facing off. Let's see what happens. And in the middle of the cage, too, by the way. You can see, timing it. Who's on the balls of his feet here? Right? Backs up, as you can see. Lineker moving in. Times the down parry. Now, what's he going to do here? Is he going to be a Superman punch? Probably not. Is it going to be a kick up the gut? Is it going to be a head kick? What's it going to be? Boom, right up the gut. Just constantly varying it from that left-hand side off that off the right-hand side down parry. Okay, now Dotson's back up against the fence. Is he going to use the parry to exit? Is he going to bob and weave to the right? What's he going to do? Here comes that weak extension. This is the hand of Dotson down parrying it. Eyes down field. I love that from Dotson. Now, this time, though, he doesn't have the proper angle, Dodson, to escape. So let's see what he does here. He's going to try to get a sneak out of right. Uh, this one doesn't fully land, but it lands enough. And he tries to go for a double one, and he misses. And Dodson's able to sneak through, I believe, yes. Able to sneak through his own shot in. Uh, but that one, let me go back. Sorry. These guys had these wild exchanges. This one sneaks through the inside punch of, inside blocking anyway, of Dotson. Dotson tries to sneak through and get out. As they do, they, he kind of catches him here with the left as he tries to exchange. This is probably the best exchange for John Lineker. And then Dotson tries to collapse the pocket, extend his own right, and then his left. Nice left hook. This one rocked the mohawk of John Lineker. 
and he I guess he escapes actually before this ever lands. So uh, I won't call that a stalemate, but uh, slightly better for Lineker than it was for Dodson. All right, here we go. Let's see what happens. Both facing off on their power side. Down parry. He's kind of moving this direction. You can see him stepping out, right? Boom. Cracks him with the left. Lineker tries his own left, but you can see when your arm's out like that, you're just not going to have a whole lot of power on it. He's going to throw his own right and then shove him away. That's that. What's what I'm talking about? Landing a one, two. And by the way, I want to make a point here. He knew that Lineker was making adjustments. So what does he do? He's going to step out, but he's not going to fire this because he knows he's going to get um, this left hook is coming, right? So he fires the right first, keeps the left up. Excuse me, what am I saying? Fires the left first, keeps the right hand up to protect himself, excuse me, from that left of Lineker. Then, only then, does he might fire his own inside and push away. That's real smart from John Dotson. John Dotson was doing something, which Lineker then reacted to. Now, Dotson is making reactions off of that. Adjustments. Bang. Nicely done. All right. He goes for one takedown here. Part of the benefit of Lineker having low hands is he's always able to dig underhooks. You can see he kind of turns that in from a, from a double that doesn't exist. He then changes and goes to a knee tap. See that? He's going to come over the top of the head. Some guys like to do it from the armpit, but you can do it over the head too. As he grabs this, he's going to drive him down to this direction. But he kind of just throws him by instead, and they both stand and separate. Now, I actually think it was smart for Dotson not to wrestle too much. I don't know that it really impacted the striking of John Lineker, but it at least saved his own cardio for five rounds. All right, they get off again. They're facing each other's power side. He extends. Not so much a down parry, more like a jab probe, but you get the idea. They go back to it. Now, this time, Lineker tries to go inside. You can see who's got the outside angle. They a punch. This one does not actually land. It lands on the on like the chest. He kind of misses here a little bit. Dotson gets um, this left, excuse me, this right hand up to block the left. Now remember, before all of the punches of Lineker, when they were trying to, when he was trying to get this left hook, they were either being jammed or being blocked as he exited. So what does Lineker do? He adjusts and goes to the body. Pretty nice adjustment. I will say this about John Lineker: one, he makes more adjustments than people say he does, and then two, he is um, really diverse with those hooks. Right, I really feel like he's got a lot of different kind of attacks. He can really double them up, triple them up. He can go body head. And that's the other thing. He really likes to go to the body. He can make adjustments, and he's not necessarily, it's not fair to call him a headhunter. So here they are in tight, kind of in the clinch. These guys, this was a fairly stalemate at this point. Um, Dotson's trying to evade. This looks bad. I can see why the judges wouldn't like it necessarily. And then he actually, this looks like he got hit. It's not. He slips on this, and he catches himself. All right, comes up, tries to fire a left, doesn't quite land, does redouble the effort. This one lands. Lineker's own hook misses, and I'm just pointing that out because it's a wild exchange. Here we are. Lineker loading up with this left. I mean, look at this. It's below his ass. What does John Dodson do? Bang, fires his own left to see him coming inside, blocks this one, and is going to exit out. Now Lineker's going to force him up against the cage later on. You can see he's just kind of a little too close to ever really unload. Uh, that is not on purpose. You can see he tries to throw it to the body. Dodson gets an arm down and ends up hitting him in the crotch, but that was a different one than the one that stopped the fight or halted the fight in round two. Tries to sort of a shovel, a punch. This one goes just a little bit past him. This one, a nice right to the body from Lineker lands. You can see as he can stop the mobility of Dodson, he has a little bit more opportunity. This is a good round for John Lineker. 
Um, left hand kind of tries to sneak through, doesn't quite land fully. Another one doesn't land fully. Blocked left here, blocked right here. And then he throws his own, which lands nicely, John Dodson does, and then he actually gets away. So my point is, even in these exchanges where it looks like John Lineker's dominating, a lot of those shots are being blocked, and Dodson's getting his own too. If you want to call that 50-50, that's up to you. I wouldn't necessarily, but I guess the point I would make is they're not like these beatdowns that some people thought they were. They were. Although, I would agree, that's a decent round for John Lineker. Let's see what happens in round five. All right, everyone loves a good... S talking session, but I like to see professionalism too. These guys had a lot of it, so here we go. All right. Um, Dotson kind of faints. Actually, Lineker reads it and gives him an inside kick, and maybe I think that faint was obviously to bait this because then he brings the left around. Kaboom! Cracks him a nice shot from John Dotson, right? All right. What does he do again? He goes to the body. This time, you can see Lineker uh, in, the, in, the, uh, in his power stance kind of down side parries while he keeps the other hand up. But Dodson reads that. Oh, okay, you're going to bite on that. What am I going to do? I'm going to fake like I'm doing it again, except surprise, boom, Superman punch. So that first kick to the body was just to set this punch up, and it worked nicely. Strong earlier performance in round five for John Dodson. I keep going to the body kick. This one doesn't quite land, and this was more reactionary as... This wasn't like off the off the parry. And here comes Lineker driving inside. Left hook blocked, but Dodson misses with his own. Right hook misses. Dodson sort of gets back. And here's what he does. He leans. Look at, look at the bow on the fence that he creates from this. He does that to throw a left and then get away. Pretty nicely done by John Dodson. Randy Couture was one of these guys who would drive you into the fence, and then he would use the ricochet bounce to pick you up and drop you. Dodson uses it. Right Here you come, driving inside. I'm going to back up. I'm going to pop you and then get out at an angle. All right. Still Lineker's walking him down. Down parry, outside angle. Boom. This time comes with a double right hook. That's a nice little shot. It's the same kind of punch that um, Mir used on Bigfoot Silva. Right? <coughs> Pardon me. And then as he exits, throws his own left. Really nicely done. Okay, here's Lineker backing him up again, going to the body. Really nice body work from John Lineker. Tries to come up and lands another shot to the body again. Not going body head all the time. Sometimes he would just unload all to the body. And then he tries to go upstairs with the head. This shot from Dotson sort of lands. And then he gets blocked again. Tries to double up on the left hook. It's also blocked. Tries to throw his own left as he escapes. Blocks. Tries to go the other way in a different encounter. You can see these are just all, sometimes they land, sometimes they partially land. A lot of times they're blocked. All right, here we are, facing off with the down parry. And you see Lineker come in with a right to the body. Dotson steps out, lands a left. This is his face getting cracked. And then he, I think, steps through with another one and lands on the inside. Uh, okay, here we are about 16 seconds later. I'm just sort of showing these exchanges to give you a sense of how the complexion of the round looks. You basically know what they're doing at this point. Uh, Lineker and Dotson exchange left hooks, both kind of block. But Dotson is kind of on his feet, lands another one with this hand down. He keeps his hand up. The defensive responsibility and the shelling of Dotson saved him a lot in this fight. All right. Uh, comes over the top with a jab as I guess Lineker was pushing forward. Nice shot there. Uses that to then level change into a takedown. Doesn't work. Here we have 
uh, Lineker on his base, but he's got the wizard. He will let go of the wizard, which allows a tight waist from John Dodson. This turns into essentially referee's position, which we went, we, uh, we went over in the Tate versus Home fight review. All right? So he, and you can see what he does. He takes this inside arm over the top, and he's going to use that hook and then put the other hook in. So he's going to go left side attack first and then use the right side to seal it like that. Okay? And then he's going to walk over and backpack him. This was kind of a weird moment. Controlling the inside arm and then coming over the top. Eventually he lets it go. All right, here we are. Outside angle. Now Dodson's going to kind of chop at him with that weird-looking jab. But instead he decides to jam it. I think... Yeah. Decides to jam it on the inside and push him off, right, before he can do anything. Lineker comes back, tries to fire right on the inside. It lands. Dotson takes an angle on the outside. Look whose hips are facing away. Look whose hips are, his hips are kind of facing away, but he's at least in a better position. And he moves out of the way. Getting close to the end of the round here. Lineker, looking off. Waves that. Which, which, which way is he going to go? He's going to go up high now he doesn't quite land this he lands on like the neck chin which is enough to usually put someone out but not old john dodson so you can see from that side whenever he would take that angle is he going to drop it and fire another right is he going to come up the gut is he going to come up a head kick he varies it boom it's actually a pretty decent shot and then both guys raise their hands so what is the lesson of this fight the cage control of lineker got better as the fight went on but it still wasn't enough Dotson often able to find that outside angle. The down parry of Dotson on the right-hand side, the left-hand side of Lineker, was critical to everything. Attacks from the left-hand side, especially the kicks, were highly varied, often going up the gut, a lot of times going to that head kick. Those landed for him as well. The other thing I thought Dotson did really well, jamming on the inside, collapsing the pocket, and pushing Lineker back. That, again, came at some cost. Lineker is nothing if not a master of chaos. He got in his own shots as a consequence. I'm just pointing out that was something that worked for him um, to an extent. And, of course, uh, you know, his own power and his own speed. Speed made a big difference. It enabled Dodson to read. I would give Lineker one, maybe two rounds. Of course, I'd give him the third and the fourth round if you really had to. But I think you could give Dodson three, maybe even four rounds in this fight if you just go back and you look at the numbers and you look at sort of the complexion of how things went on. Great performance from John Lineker. Doesn't get the credit he deserves for making the adjustments. Doesn't get the credit he deserves for varying from the body to the head. I just feel like the guy, even though he would look like he was quote-unquote running, the guy who was landing more effectively and evading the other guy's offense, it's John Dotson for me. All right, let's take a look at what's coming up ahead. There are two cards to pay attention to of note. First, the smaller one, World Series of Fighting 33, Justin Gaethje versus Ozzy Dugulubgov. This will take place at the Kansas City Memorial Auditorium. It'll be on October 7th. Uh, headlined, of course, by a lightweight title fight between Justin Gaethje and Dugulubgov. Uh, then David Branch puts his light heavyweight title up for grabs against Vinny Magalhaes. Jason High will take on Joan Zeferino. That should be a fun fight. Luis Firmino taking on Brian Foster. That is going to be craziness. John Howard versus Abu, Bak Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov. That's Habib's brother. And then Ashley Gooch uh, taking on Sean Jordan. That's your main card. That'll be on NBC Sports. Then on Saturday, the 8th, UFC 204. Of course, headlined by Bisping versus Henderson. Vitor Belfort versus Gagard Mousasi. Uh, Ovin St. Preux taking on Jimmy Manoa. Stefan Struve versus Daniel Omilanchuk. On the prelim card, Yuri Alcantara. 
versus Brad Pickett, Ian Entwistle, the old Hill Hook machine versus Rob Font, Damian Stasiak taking on Davy Grant, Leon Edwards versus Albert Tumanov. That should be fun. Danny Roberts taking on Mike Perry, Leonardo Santos versus Adriano Martins, Lucas, I can't pronounce these Polish guys' names, Sajewski versus Mark uh, Diakiesi. Jesus Christ, I don't know this guy. Mark Diakiesi. I don't know. And then Mirsad Bektic versus To Be Determined. That'll be, of course, at the Manchester Arena in Manchester, England. Uh, if you're going to that, have fun. Okay, so that's it for now. If you got questions or comments, email me, luke.thomas at sbnation.com. Please give it a thumbs up and share. I really appreciate it. And uh, until next time, guys, enjoy the fights.